welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the Collider Weekly Podcast for all things animation, including reviews and interviews. Mm. Coming to you from Isla Nublar, I'll be your co-host, Sean Paul Ellis, and joining me from a raptor pen, he hunts in a pack and he is a clever girl, my co-host, Dave Trombor. David, 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 how you doing, buddy? Doing good, bud. You can call me, uh, you can call me green, I think. Are you green? Yeah, call me green. My girl blue over here, alpha of the pack. I run with blue. Uh, you can call me green now. Yeah, that's my that's my given name. It's not it's not just because there's a little bit of green. No, kinda, that's a hundred percent why it is. That's a hundred percent. Thank you for bringing that up because it's driving me insane. <laughs> it's just my green raptor glow. I, you know, it honestly it looks fitting for what we're going to talk about, which is this. Which is this? We're yeah. talking about Jurassic World, Camp Cretaceous. Now, what's not that? Jurassic Park. Oh. Camp Cretaceous. Jurassic what does it say up there? World. I can't even read it. It says Jurassic World. Okay, good. So we're on brand. Yeah, we're we're good. Rock and we're roll. Fine. Yeah. This is this is always going to be one of those enjoyable things for anybody who is oh, listening yeah. to us on <laughs> the regular audio podcast that we have done now for six plus years. Yeah. You are probably wondering what we're pointing to. We are trying and attempting <laughs> to do some video podcasts for this as well. We're having a good time with it. We're learning the ropes. Come join the party. It's fun. Come join the party. So. We're having fun with it. Yeah. But we are, of course, as mm-hmm. I mentioned, talking about Jurassic World, Camp Cretaceous. Mm-hmm. Dave, this franchise has been around for... 27 years? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 27 I, years. It's, it's been around for, for quite some time. So what what is your <laughs> what is your history with Jurassic Park? I mean, from the beginning, man, I think even before... I want to say before the movie came out, but that could be wrong. Um, whenever Michael Crichton published the book, maybe 91, it was, it was pretty soon before the movie came out. I think it was 90. It was 90. Okay. Not too bad. I was, I was pretty close. I genuinely can't remember if I read the book before I saw the movie or if the movie came out and I was obsessed with it as every other kid was back then. And then I read the book, but it was, I was definitely all in from the beginning. How could you not be anybody who'd ever been to like a natural history museum and seen the scale of these things or read the countless like dinosaur books for kids or colored pictures of them, or watched Saturday morning cartoons with tons of dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are, are, are like, it's like a rite of passage for like every kid out there in one way or another. <laughs> so yeah, man, I was all in. How about you? I, I've, it's got to be the same for you. Well, I, it, it definitely yeah. is. I think anybody who has been listening to us, or going and dipping back into our back catalog, and in some cases, we have actually gotten some feedback that people have had a challenge finding some of our older back oh, catalog. Yeah. Don't worry. They're actually, they're all on YouTube. Mm-hmm. All 286 plus episodes that we have are all on YouTube right now. Yep. Some of them are just not in the audio podcast stream. Right. But you can still find everything on YouTube. It's not like we're putting it behind a paywall. It's Definitely just, not. At some point we had to offload it and put it somewhere. So <laughs> they are available. So don't worry. Uh, I'm in the same boat. It was the, the, the scale, the size, the intrigue, the fact that they're was something on this planet that no longer existed and we had evidence we we had something to to think about and and consider how did these move like what did they look like what, what did they the, eat what was their lifespan what everything about it i i was so fascinated by the idea of there being this kind of a mystery where we had fossils where yeah. we had things that we could actually begin to apply the scientific method and, and look at what was available, always intrigued by that idea. How did you know, they fit on mention- the ark? Well, how right. did they have I, enough space for all of them? I'm two not, by not two. Even, 
Not even gonna unpack that Pandora's just, box just, of problems. I'm gonna ignore <laughs> just gonna shut it down. My asinine comment. Yeah. No, no, no. It's it's. But I mean, it, it's 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 fascinating. And people ask, well, Sean, why did you just reference and mention your back catalog? Because I think in the first year that we did Saturday morning cartoons, yeah. as we were sort of going through and and identifying cartoons that Dave and I really wanted to talk about, that we wanted to get into discussions. A hundred percent of mine were all dinosaur. <laughs> it was cartoons. just one after another <laughs> after another, nothing. just like listing every dinosaur cartoon. Dino Riders, yep. Cadillacs, and dinosaurs, yep. which we didn't actually review until a couple years ago. It was a while, yeah. Dinosaurs, so like good. I mean, there were so Denver, the last dinosaur, tons and tons of. Have we done? We did Beast Wars, right? We did Beast Wars. Yeah, right. so that's another dinosaur one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And that was not a part of our entire no. month that you made me watch Transformers cartoons. No, that it was wasn't. completely independent and separate. <laughs> so it was another breakdown that I had to have about Transformers <laughs> over and over and over again. Transformers plus dinosaurs, though. So good. Right. Can't wait to it, see the it, new one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll <laughs> <see>. offense. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's curious. So dinosaurs. Yeah. Big deal for the both of us. I came into Jurassic Park in the 90s. I was riding the bus and there was a kid that was on the bus, I think in the seat in front of me that handed me a, like a, a like a, a paperback version of Jurassic Park oh, okay. and said, have you heard about this book? It's really cool. It was a plant and from I, the publishing company. It was actually a 40 year old guy. It just looked like a kid just passing out books. In it was Michael Crichton. Yeah. It was Michael Crichton and he was on. It's wild. He was, <laughs> and, and he just, he just kind of sold me on the whole idea yeah. and he got me, he got me intrigued on it. He, he gave me, uh, he gave me a copy of the book and was like, go ahead and check it out and read it. I read it over. I was, must've been 10 years old at yeah. this point, uh, 10 or 11. I read the book on the bus and at home nonstop yeah. for a week. It's I a great was book. So intrigued. And I was so fascinated by everything that was going on. Even the and format, the presentation of it, dinosaurs right. and stuff aside, like it's presented almost like, uh, like scientific papers or logs, at least to, mm-hmm. to intro each of the chapters. And I remember being kind of stunned by that as like a different way of writing. Like I hadn't right. seen that before. And that's something you can see a lot of, uh, in Crichton's books. All right, P. Right. Yep. And, and, you know, you realize that the film itself came out in 93. So I, I have to think if the book came out in 90, my friend on the bus must have happened in my brain somewhere between like age 11 yeah. and 13 because it definitely happened before the movie okay. came out because that's, and I, you know, I guess if it would have been in 90, he probably would have given me the hardbound copy of the book. Don't worry. I got the softbound copy. They printed I, I read a the ton paperback. of them yeah. though, so I wouldn't be surprised if they had a bunch of uh, paperbacks out there. Yeah. So I, I just, I remember reading and loving every moment of it and I, and I feel like in many cases it was ramping up to me actually going to see the movie. Oh, I thought you were going to say ramping up to you actually going to Jurassic Park, which to is what me, every kid wanted to do. Uh, uh, I mean, I think for most parts, yes. Yeah. You know, I, I you know, you, you, you think about this because then the moment that they came out with Lost World, the sequel book, I bought that and still have it as Same. like a, as a hardbound. Oh, and okay. I, I've got both the paperback copies. I think they're downstairs, but yeah. And I was so excited about the prospect of being able to go back into this world and and get back into it and there's a part of me and it was fun i think the the book was in some cases more enjoyable than the actual movie that we ended up watching yeah Yeah. so i i kind of have broken down if people aren't familiar with jurassic park (laughs) now you're saying the franchise 
Yeah, just the franchise, okay. the movie franchise, just in general. Jurassic Park 1, the movie, the original 1993, really poses the question, what if we made a trillion dollar mistake? <laughs> Jurassic Park 2, not the book, the movie, again, right. the film franchise, is like, what if we brought that trillion dollar mistake to San Diego? <laughs> we haven't you might be learned thinking to from yeah, the first haven't, one. Haven't learned anything. There have been zero trillion dollar lessons at yep. this point. We're just going to keep making mistakes. The third movie just weirdly named just Jurassic Park 3. Yeah, they gave up. Kind of poses the question, what if we had a trillion dollar goof up that required a trillion dollar rescue mission back to the island? Just spending money hand over claw yes. here, like just tons right. of money going. <laughs> we then flash forward to what, you know, a couple a years, years ago, ago yeah. where they decided and, and had the idea, why don't we put Chris Pratt on the island? Because at this point, we have still never learned from a trillion dollar mistake. Just... The bills are just racking up at this Now, let point. me pause you there before you tell them your kind of... Uh, what was your anticipation for Jurassic World after having ridden through three Jurassic Park movies sure. and two Jurassic Park books? Uh, I really would have thought that we would have learned something, <laughs> that we would have learned anything about what we were doing. You mean in-universe in, in kind of thing? Like you wish they would have learned lessons and tried to correct it? Or do you mean like IRL and our world, like maybe we should not have <laughs> gone back to this again? I mean both. Okay. And then they're just, you know, after watching Jurassic World, I thought this is a fun little bit of nostalgia sure. that we've had a chance to kind of go back into and enjoy again. I did not think that this was going to start or kick off another trilogy of movies. Right. Is that sort of the same impression that you had as well as I see you nodding your head? Yeah, it is. It was kind of like I was when it first broke, I was like, that's cool. And then the more and more and more I saw from it, I was just kind of like, I don't think I want this. And then when I saw the actual movie, I was like, yeah, I 100% didn't really want this. I'm, I'm not super on board with the Jurassic World takes, especially some of the stuff they do in the most recent movie. And I think this is all important setup. And I know you're still in the middle of your list, but this yeah. is all an important setup for the cartoon we're going to talk about today and whether or not we think it's successful. And a lot of this, I'm going through sort of the, the yeah. history or the chronology of this, too, because it's worth noting that the cartoon, Camp Cretaceous, takes place during that Jurassic World right. timeline. Right. We're not back yeah. in the 90s. We are right. pretty much contemporary, current, modern day. Yep. And it's not before Fallen Kingdom, which says, what if we sold genetically modified dinos on the black market? Man, I, that is not the direction I expected them to take at all in that movie. And I could do an entirely separate podcast about the WTFery of uh, yep. Fallen Kingdom and making like, spoiler alert, I guess, like weird human dino clone creations. Like you were talking about this earlier. This is my one gripe before I start to go man yelling at cloud <laughs> on this. You were talking earlier about how, like, the mystery and the fact that it that dinosaurs existed and it was this whole ecosystem and culture and, and not civilization, unless we're talking Dinotopia, but, the, you know, so many different species that actually were extant and, and lived here millions of years ago. And we have evidence of them. To me, that's mind-blowing enough. You don't right. need to make mercenary, genetic-enhanced dinosaurs. You don't need to do it. Like, if you're doing that, that's a lack of imagination or a lack of understanding with the entirety of the pantheon of dino lore that's out there already. You don't need to do it. I mean, I guess if they're going to look this movie franchise, if it gets us closer to dino writers or even dinosaurs, I'm 100 percent on board. I'm on board. Go fully sci fi if that's the way you want to do it. Don't do this kind of weird. I don't know. Anyway, I digress. That's just my yeah. griping about the, the Jurassic World movies. 
It's a good gripe. I'm never yeah. going to stop a good gripe yeah. for anything, Dave. So don't worry about it. But guess what? That what? gripe gets to continue. It does. Because at some point in the future, who knows when, yeah, really. we are going to have a Jurassic World Dominion that comes out. And at this point, the trajectory for this franchise, the only thing I can imagine <laughs> is that we are going to merge this with the Fast and the Furious I franchise. The Rock is going to play a dinosaur. John Cena is going to be a camo dino that nobody actually sees. Nice. Or, hear me out on this, yeah. Dominion, mm-hmm. all right, Dominion could just be a dino park in space. Dave, you might be thinking, do we need Jurassic World Dino's on the moon? moon? Yeah. Yes, we do. We had Jurassic <laughs> World. Now we have Jurassic Moon. Jurassic Moon. Oh, my God. Like, look, if you're going to go insane sci-fi with it, then honestly embrace the insane sci-fi of it. Go to another planet for whatever reason, turn it into like a dinosaur sanctuary. Uh, allow people to travel there as like space colonists and, and, and space tourists. And they can go to this planet and live on a prehistoric Earth in which dinosaurs roam. That's pretty simple to me because you just let them roam this entire world. Not... Why would you call it Jurassic World and then it's just, oh, it's just another small island with a big lagoon, which I do love. Or go crazy, like you said, Fast and Furious, merge the Universal (laughs) franchises together, man, and turn it into Dino Riders. That's Dino Riders. Throw the Universal Monsters in there, because gang, come on. (laughs) I mean, that that franchise. Wolfman on a Triceratops. (laughs) But honestly, like, I'm only slightly kidding. I would love to see a weird mashup of Fast and Furious and... Jurassic Park because that's Dino Riders. You right. essentially take cars and stuff kind of out of the equation, but you just you just you just mech up a bunch of dinosaurs and just ride them into battle. And I'm already giddy about the prospect of that potentially happening uh, someday. I'm so I'm so on board yeah. with the entire idea. I mean, the word Dominion makes sense that they would throw sure. that in Jurassic World part of the title. But let's talk about it. like if you're looking for a, like a, a territory of of like a new sovereign territory. Why not just pick the moon and put all the damn dinosaurs on the moon? It's on another planet. We don't have to worry about them taking over dominion of Earth. Because yeah. guess what? At this point, I don't know what's beyond a trillion, but we're going to make that level of mistake. At yeah. this point, the only thing I can think that's beyond trillion is like a like a KT level. Oh, uh, yeah. It's 100% like, like man-made <laughs> extinction level yeah, event of another exactly. planet because right. we goofed it so bad. And because the dinosaurs, the raptors got onto a space shuttle and are bound for Earth, and we have to nuke them out of the sky. Look, man, we should write these movies. I don't know why they I don't know. let us write these if, movies. If, you, if you're thinking We're to yourself, giving you raptors in space, yeah. guys. Let us know. Yeah, raptors in space. Who we'll doesn't want it. raptors in space? Yeah. Here's, here's the great thing. Yeah. I still have all of the original. I have all, all of the original action figures yep. from Jurassic Park 1, including oh, wow. like the the uh, like the the center, like the actual yeah, like Yeah, the whole set. park center, which is the kind whole, of, like, it's behind these thing. doors here, yeah. Right. You can actually I get a pretty cool Lego gates uh, from okay. this that opens up and, and there's like a big T-Rex behind. It's pretty cool, yeah. That's pretty cool. Not sponsored by Lego. Man, I think those things are, are so cool. Let's get, let's get into actual Jurassic World <laughs> Camp Cretaceous. <laughs> I feel half like, an hour. again, I haven't told again. You. Yeah, I feel like for everything else that's about this, we could we could talk fondly about dinosaurs for a whole hour. But we have yeah. a cartoon, and we re- we really do want to get into this, especially because it's now all eight episodes are available on Netflix. Yeah. You can binge this whole thing, check it out. So, is it worth your time? Because Netflix has had some stinkers. Sure. Let's talk. But this a is bit also you know this is DreamWorks and Universal and some Amblin Entertainment thrown in there for the mix. So DreamWorks, pretty good. Great. They've done some great stuff. And they're like the Am- only ones. Amblin. 
Amblin. I mean, probably yeah. you did fine a while ago and you still have some IP that you're holding right. on to. Uh, but no, we've we talked about this in the past. Like Disney used to in the 90s, they would take a popular movie and it would turn it into an animated series. If they had a movie in the 90s, there was an animated series <laughs> made from it. If it did well, no one's really done that lately except DreamWorks and Universal. They've turned pretty much every property that they own, whether it's successful or not, into an animated series. You've got Spirit Riding Free, which was I was not expecting. It's actually a pretty good series for a younger group of kids, but I was not expecting uh, Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron from like 20 years ago to be made into an animated series, but they did. Same with Trolls, same with Kung Fu Panda, same with, uh, you know, She-Ra was obviously their own kind of thing. Voltron was their own thing. But DreamWorks has done a really good job of making younger skewing animated series. And this is the next example of that. So to give us a little bit of context and help us understand more about this, we're going to turn this over to best friend of the show and longtime listener, Bobby Anthem, to give us a little bit of the synopsis for this. So Bobby, take it away. After waiting his whole life to see dinosaurs, Lucky Darius wins a chance to join five other campers for a -a once-in-a-lifetime adventure. Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous follows a group of six teenagers chosen to travel to an adventure camp on the opposite side of Isla Nublar. But when dinosaurs wreak havoc across the island, the campers are stranded. Unable to reach the outside world, they'll need to go from strangers to friends to family if they're going to survive. Thank you, Bobby. As always, we appreciate it. Dave, Yeah. where are we putting Bobby in Camp Cretaceous? We are going to get him far away from that actual part because it's gonna he's going to get eaten. Yeah. Get out of there, Bobby. Go to the dinosaur moon. Something. (laughs) Anything else. No, I'd put put Bobby in kind of a... uh, I don't know if I think he would be in charge of the whole thing. Maybe he would be like a scientist who's actually a voice of dissent and reason to be like, Mm. hold on a second, idiots. This is a trillion dollar mistake you're making again. Stop it. it. I'm going to put a stop to this. Or if he would be an awesome kind of like uh, dino wrangler, like Chris Pratt's Mm. character. I don't know. I think he could. Like I think he could Mul- do both. Like a Robert Muldoon He's style. He's a Robert character. Muldoon. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I don't know. No, I was going to say either a Robert Muldoon character, sure. or I would have him as the head camp counselor oh, who okay. actually speaks reasonably about all the problems <laughs> and says, "Please, please take caution with all of this. Why are we bringing six kids into a murder park?" It's a great question, and for it's something an extended period of time. We're going to try to answer today as we get into it. Yikes! Where, which category do you think that little nugget is going to fall in? I don't know. I, I'm there's there's a lot of nuggets that we have to, to a lot of nuggets, dino throughout. nuggets. Yep. To get into those dino nuggets, we are going to talk about the spaghetti western dinosaur yeah. movie from Clint Eastwood. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the LOL. We're going to talk about the good things that we really like about this show, reasons that you should check it out and watch it. The bad. There might be some issues, things that didn't really resonate with us. We'll get into it. We'll talk about it. And then finally, the LOL. We'll talk about things that made us laugh, whether it was intentional or unintentional for the show. We kind of want to preface this with saying, in some cases, Dave and I are making snap decisions about these shows based off of a listener suggestion. Let's be realistic. We don't have... You know, all the time in the world, sometimes to go back and watch 65 episodes of a cartoon. And I out wish there. sometimes. I wish. Oof. Sometimes. Be, yeah. That's the dream. <laughs> but in many cases, we make snap decisions based off of one or two episodes. In this case, 
we have actually both watched all eight episodes of Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. Yep. So I feel like I'm a dino expert now, mm-hmm. or at least just an expert in being able to talk about this show. Right. So we've had a chance to watch everything. So this is going to be not a particular episode dissection. This is going to be more of a holistic all of season one review in terms of how we feel about it. And we're not going to get too heavy into spoilers. It did come out just yesterday as you guys are hearing this. So we're going to, you know, save this bookmark it. We've, we haven't actually talked about the cartoon at all yet. So you're still safe. But uh, if you want to check the cartoon out before you jump in for our review, then feel free to pause it, bookmark it, come back later, because we'll, we'll, we're going to avoid the major spoilers, but we may happen upon one or two here or there. So just a warning. I may, I may have like a like a monologue that happens at some point, but don't worry, the monologue's not super spoiler. Oh, you mean like either? where the genetically enhanced T-Rex has a full on dance scene and monologue? That spoiler? That, I'll be honest with you. That was great. And I did not expect Indominus Rex to dance to the Macarena, but good on him because he's got those little arms that he can actually do it. He did a so. great job. It'll great job. That doesn't actually happen. It does not. <laughs> we want to we want to preface all of this with the understanding that a lot of time, blood, sweat, energy, especially money, mm-hmm. politics, Trillions so dollars. so much money. These yeah. are trillion dollar cartoons that we're reviewing. <laughs> I would love to see a trillion dollar cartoon someday. Someday. Go to our Patreon and help us make that happen. If you raise a trillion dollars, we will make one cartoon from it. Right. Yeah. So. So looking at all of these things that they have that are available, you know, and, and all of the kind of ways that we're going to review this, we understand that a lot of people put time yeah. into doing this. If you disagree with us, our call to action to you is a couple things. Yeah. One, message us and say, hey, I actually disagree with you. And here's an episode that I think you guys should rewatch again from season one. Sure. And here's why, you know. Note taken, we will go back and we will actually rewatch that episode and then probably message you back and have a conversation about it. We're cool with that. Yeah. Also, message us and say, this is my favorite dinosaur. Oh, that'd be we'd great. Love, we'd love to hear exactly what your favorite dinosaur is. That's super fun. What's yours you to also, put you on the spot? What's mine? Yeah. I really like Stegosaurus. Man, I was going to say the same thing because that's like a classic kid's dinosaur that you go to. Right. But mine changes pretty much every time I ask the question. Really? What yeah. is yours right now? Stegosaurus. Is it? Okay. Cool. Yeah, right now. All right. But it, it can also be Triceratops, which got changed by scientists, kind of right. like the whole Pluto situation. Uh, but also, you know, you love the big ones. You love the meat eaters. If anybody says Indominus Rex, then I'm sorry, but you're yeah. you're out. I don't want to hear it. You're <laughs> out. Not in this dino club. Not in this club. This out of our treehouse. Well, I'll say, you know, along about the dino treehouse, yeah. we've mentioned a lot of dinosaur cartoons. Our final call to action is is yeah. if there is a dinosaur cartoon that we have not had a chance to watch or that you would like us to watch, you can always go in, you can call in, go to the link tree that's in the link for all of our social media bios. You can actually recommend a cartoon. You can call in and recommend a cartoon, much like what we did last week with Defenders of the Earth. We'll feature your voice in the actual show. Yep. We'd love to kind of get your impression of why you loved that cartoon so much. We have, trust me, we have watched a lot of dinosaur cartoons, <laughs> but by no means have we watched a complete list no. of dinosaur cartoons. So if there's something that we've missed, we want to go back and we want to take a look at it. Land Before Time. If you want to tell us your favorite Land Before Time movie, because there are like 18 of them, and I still oh, threaten boy. one day to do an entire marathon, uh, beginning to end, watching all of them <laughs> on stream. That's like that, Littlefoot. Oh, God. If that, I would suffocate, I think, in here. Uh, <laughs> if that is available as an Amazon watch party, I will make that happen. Oh, boy. And I will hate every minute of it. <laughs> Just as a heads up. 
yeah but yeah let us know we'd love to hear your answers to all the above right so for today yeah we are going to get into jurassic world camp cretaceous let's talk a little bit about the good to begin with dave coming into camp cretaceous what what hits you first and foremost what did you enjoy how, how are you feeling about it right now? absolutely yeah i i liked the idea even before i saw the show itself i liked the idea of setting a animated kid series in this franchise i didn't necessarily like the last two movies but i was like you know what i kind of like this idea it's a, it's a, something that i would have liked to have seen as a kid and that's the mindset that i try to approach these new series with now something like which was recently announced a resident evil live action series i think coming to netflix as well where <laughs> they focus on the wesker kids and as soon as I read that, I was just like, I don't want anything to do with this. It may be good. Resident Evil babies. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, uh, I don't really need or want that. I never really wanted that in my life. But uh, sure. the idea of sending a bunch of kids into Jurassic Park, which is fully ridiculous to begin with, it's also something I would have loved as a kid. If they did this exact same thing in like the Disney model back in 93 or 94, and I was a kid watching this, I absolutely would have loved it. And I kind of like the approach that they took in this particular series, building it around not just one kid, but a group of kids who are all very different and complement each other and challenge each other in, in different ways. I will say when we get to the bad section, why uh, I'm kind of tempering my praise a little bit, but once the show kind of gets going, it gets better and better. And I'll, I'll kind of leave it at that for now. But what about you? What was your kind of anticipation coming into this thing? And <laughs> how, was your, how was your realization once you actually got into a few episodes? I mean, I... I was very intrigued. Yeah. One, I obviously love dinosaurs. Yeah. I have a history with Jurassic Park in the franchise. The last two movies have been okay. I've, uh, you know, uh, not loving them, but sure. at the same time, enjoying them for, for what they are. Sure. Cash grabs. And so... They've, they've added some cool stuff too. I'll, I'll give them that. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, kind of kind of talking and thinking about it, moving it to an animated setting, yeah. I think that there's a lot that you can do in that space and and we've sort of seen that over the years there have been a lot of jurassic park video games yes some better than others some better than others <laughs> i still have the snes version Ooh, boy uh, which is hard it's a tough game it's really hard it's incredible uh, to watch speed runs of that game because it's just kind of like if you made it through the first level you were doing great i just remember that it would it would change from like a yep. top-down third-party perspective to like you'd go into a building and it'd be like an fps yep and there'd be raptors that every once in a while would pop up. And if you didn't have bullets, you're in trouble. You're dead. Like, you're dead. <laughs> it, was a, it was a hard... It, it was wasn't a, it was a Turok a situation. Game. Yeah, no. No. Oh, man. Turok. That's going to be our trillion dollar cartoon adaptation. Oh, God. All right, I'm, I'm on board. Well, let's go. So I was intrigued at the idea of being able to kind of do some interesting things in the universe yeah. where it's difficult or it might have been challenging or there may have been limitations with being able to do it in a live action so cartoon oh, version yeah i'm always excited about i'm interested to kind of see some of this uh you mentioned just about sort of the the characters mm -hmm. themselves and i was really glad to see a couple things we have interesting characters yep and we have a good diversity yes in terms of the characters that are there this is really fun and these characters over eight episodes are revealed to have some interesting motivations for each character and backstories so, and kind of complications and really interesting stuff. Now, I, I will say it's slightly on the bad spectrum. It's like sometimes these characters come across as 
derivative or sort of like designed by committee because they're like, wow, tropey, because it's like we need to like, I hate to say it, but sort of like we need to check these boxes to make sure that these particular traits or kids or whatever are included. And that's just kind of part of the casting and creation process. It didn't, I don't want to say it felt forced, but it does feel kind of obvious. But on the good side of things, you actually do learn to kind of really enjoy and empathize with and care for these characters as you go. So it wasn't as artificial. It was just kind of upfront. It's a little off-putting. When you say that it feels like it's by committee and that it feels like in some cases they're just checking a box to make sure that they hit a particular demographic, yeah. it's worth noting at one point they actually just do an introduction of characters, not even by names, but yeah. just by what trope they fill right. for the show. Popular girl, sporty girl. It is like girl from the Midwest. Yep. Nerdy kid. kid. Nerdy kid, you know, a rich kid. Like it, it's, it is, it is a little challenging to sort of see them walk through that. Sure. The thing that you don't get, obviously, is that backstory. Right. That's kind of one of those if you are a patient viewer and you're able to get through all eight episodes, you know, you're, you're rewarded in many cases because you get that sort of complete picture beyond just those surface areas tropes. And I, I will say for good or for bad, in many cases, when you are introduced as a child or yep. sometimes even as an adult, you know, you kind of say, Oh, well, I'm putting that person into that bucket for better or for worse uh, as a way to kind of try to identify or understand how you can relate, how you can identify, and, and maybe sort of where you stand with that particular friend or that sure. person that you're meeting. It's it's understandable. We all have sometimes that like subconscious bias that we we sort of throw or we lump on top of these things. But I think and, you and, need to do it for these kids too because it is a younger skewing show. It is for younger right. kids. Not preschool or anything, but, you know, like around 10, let's say 10 to 12 age. Uh so for those kids, like, yeah, if you introduce those brief kind of character traits and you have a high level view of what these characters are and you can kind of understand them quickly and then you learn what their story is over time. But yeah, we have we have Darius, yeah. who it's been his his lifelong dream to be able to come to the park. Uh, and, and some of the backstory is relating to his his dad is relating to some issues and some things that happen with his father. Yeah. So, you know, a, a big part of him getting here is the idea that he has been able to beat this very challenging video game. Yeah, which we were just talking late. about. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He beat Jurassic Park for the SNES, and as a result, he got to come to Camp Cretaceous. I will I will say on the Netflix, if you guys uh, go to the Netflix page, the synopsis there it says that, you know, he was lucky. I disagree with that. He wasn't lucky. He no. put hours and hours and hours of research, of practice, of, you know, thinking outside the box and trying to do different things. Even when everybody else around him was, including his older brother, was kind of just like, you got to give it up, man. Like, you're just wasting your time at that game. You should go out and have fun with friends. You should stop being obsessed with dinosaurs. You should just go do your own thing. And his brother was supportive of him. He was just trying to, like, sort of let him down easy and just be like, don't get your hopes up because this is really challenging and it may not pay off anyway. But I, I disagree with the description of being lucky. He worked his butt off to get this, and he was actually rewarded with an opportunity that he's been waiting for his whole life, pretty much. We have Darius. He's really kind of the He's main great. focus yeah. of the show. Great character. And now, for me, did you associate more with Darius than anybody else? I probably identified with Darius as well as also Ben. Okay, that would make that kind of makes sense, I guess. But for me, yeah. it was like it was all Darius. Like I was basically like, okay, I'm Darius. It was like you're a little socially awkward. 
uh, but you're super obsessed about this one thing and you think you know everything about it and you just want to share that with everybody. But you're also kind of outclassed from some of these other characters, right? We, we've got like super popular kids. We've got super wealthy kids. And pretty much seem like everybody else just kind of bought their way in through one way or another. Kind of a Willy Wonka situation here. So very much Darius is like the Charlie Bucket. Uh, and I definitely identified <laughs> more with him. So Darius yeah. is a great character. Yeah. Yeah. Darius is a great character. Yeah. I, I identified him with him for those exact reasons. I think I identified with Ben just because in some cases he's a little bit of a germaphobe. Yeah, sure. Understood. Feels a little bit of this time right also, now. Also, maybe he shouldn't be at a dinosaur camp. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe none yeah. of these kids should be at a dinosaur camp. Right. None of these kids. Just preface this whole thing. Yes. None of these. No children should no be. No adult or either. At, yeah. And nobody should be yeah. on this this camp in any way, shape, or form. So yeah. we have Ben. He is. Uh, he's a little reserved. He's mm-hmm. kind of coming out of his shell. Uh, he's always got uh, hand sanitizer with him. I, I 100% uh, <laughs> empathize yes. and can relate to that. We have Yaz, who is a world-class athlete. I, have... I love I love Yaz. You just don't get too much of her from this first season. Yeah. You get a little bit here and there, and I really wanted to know more about Yaz, but don't get too attached because you won't find she, out too much. Yeah, she. I mean, she's got she's learning how to trust. Yeah, you know, she has been very kind of focused on being a world-class athlete. Yep. Don't know if that's an Olympian. Who knows? She's got sponsors. Yep. Sponsor center here. Uh, Sammy is another character. I think she's kind of, you know, it, it seemed like she's, uh, she is a, a, a kid who grew up on a farm. Yeah. She's like the folksy grounded, humble mm-hmm. kind of, but, but, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, capable, very capable, very capable. Yeah. You know, she has a really interesting kind of family dynamic and backstory mm-hmm. that kind of comes out over the course of the, the show. We have Kenji, who's a <laughs> VIP camper. He's he a glamper is, man. Right. But I think in many cases he has a lot to relate with Darius about. They yes. both have they're they're both some hang ups with their fathers yeah. uh, in terms of kind of what's going on. And I think Kenji is kind of understanding some of that over time. And then finally we have Brooklyn. Brooklyn feels like it's a character that is of this exact year, yeah. this twenty twenty moment of she is somebody who is popular because she is like a streamer. She's yeah. like a like a Instagram live yeah, TikTok yeah. YouTube personality. And she's here because in many cases, she, I mean, as a content creator, she's yeah. just trying to create more content for the park. That's essentially right. it. It's kind of like, I, I love that they included this character. This is something that would have made zero sense back in 1993, <laughs> but they're basically like, none of the kids have phones. They can't contact the outside world, which is also like insane. Uh, except Brooklyn. Brooklyn's the only one who gets a phone because she's literally there to be like a spokesperson and use her her channel, her platform to talk up this park. It was, I mean, that's a pretty heady like example of, of a character to add in a kid show, but it also makes complete sense with this modern kind of culture that we have. And I think kids will understand that immediately. Whereas right. it probably took us like a couple seconds to be like, wait a minute, what? But yeah. So those are the the really the the main six the campers kids, yeah. that we we get a chance to to interact with. You have some supporting characters yeah. as well as also kind of some special guest characters that happen. You have two counselors that are kind of uh, present or not really present for yes. a majority of this. Named Dave and Roxy. Yeah. They're fun. They add sort of in some cases Dave is more kind of comic relief every once in a while. And thankfully Roxy actually knows what she's doing. She's like the only responsible adult probably on the whole island. And we got to do a shout out for the cast too. So Jamila yes. Jamil and Glenn mm-hmm. Powell as the two counselors. They bring a lot of like levity but also some maturity at times 
Uh, and also just sort of a sense that somebody is at least looking out for these kids, even if they're the only two people on the island who may be doing that. Right. Yeah. Mentioned a little bit about special guest character. Yeah, yeah. You actually do see Dr. Henry Wu, yeah. who is played by B.D. Wong. I don't believe it's voiced by B.D. Wong in the actual Camp Cretaceous show, right. but you do get a chance to see this very notable character that you kind of recognize, which it's funny now thinking about it that this falls in terms of the Jurassic World frame because yeah. if, if this was to go kind of beyond into, uh, was it Fallen Kingdom, makes a little bit more sense maybe why this character wouldn't be, avail- wouldn't be available in yeah. terms of some of the things that happened. And I think this character is one that I'd like to go back to Jurassic Park and then kind of watch just like, just like uh, give me a Dr. Wu cut of the like 10 minutes total that they've been in all the movies because I want to be like, how did you go from this to this? Like, how did you start here and go here? Uh, That's one thing I don't quite get with this franchise, but I like that they included the character in this game. And there are nods to other characters in the franchise too. Mm -hmm. So there are mentions of the other scientists. There are mentions of the other sort of, um, uh, shall we say, uh, what's what's Bryce Dallas Howard's character's name? She's also mentioned in here too, because the counselors have like a special connection with some of the higher ups from the franchise. So they may not appear on screen and they're not voiced yet. We may see that in future seasons, but they, they have a presence in this world. It's not like they've just been totally forgotten. They are including some of the lore and the mythology and the characters within this cartoon too. So they tie it together. And Ms. Howard's character, her name is Claire. Yes, Claire. So they name drop her a few different times and Mm -hmm. they kind of hold her up as almost this like ideal was a little strange, but I like that they mentioned her, uh, her character. Yeah. Right. So they, you know, we have these fun nods that are in there. Something else that's really fun, just kind of about the opening, Dave, and we've talked about this before recently, Yeah. especially for For the mummy. mummy. Yeah. Correct. Talked about this for the mummy cartoon. Best part of that cartoon. Best part of that cartoon. (laughs) We have... The Universal logo introduced at the beginning of the show. Which is unusual. Brings you in, kind of reminds you that Universal still has like a financial, that they haven't learned in any way, shape, or form that they're making trillion dollar mistakes. But I like it because you you rarely see that unless it's specifically for like a Universal branded TV production company, which this isn't. It's, It's the Universal Pictures logo. So it would sort of be like you're watching a movie. You're going into like a franchised movie. Uh, so I kind of like that. I like that they did that with the mummy and I like that they do that here. I thought that was kind of a cool inclusion. It was pretty neat. Right. You know, the, we mentioned the characters, the voice acting is great. They're really good. And this is really good. We, I want to mention as a, as a positive, the animation DreamWorks. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Great job yeah. in terms of the animation. The characters are fun. They're expressive. The dinosaurs are exciting. Dinosaurs they look, are great. They look how you think the dinosaurs would look in real life, yeah. which is terrifying. Yeah. And, and so they're they're very fun that's there. I kind of wanted to begin to pivot, Dave. Ooh, can we, before we do that, touch we on can. animation a little bit? We, yeah, we, we can. Uh, but I, I wanted to pivot on sort of like the idea of action. So if you have anything sure. else before, how are you feeling about some of the good? Yeah, so a couple final uh, points in the good section. Just talking about casting again. Uh, Sean, I think it's Jambroni, or maybe it's just Jambrone from uh, Goldberg's. Um a great job as as Ben Pincus in this. He's kind of a standout for me because it's a character that requires a little bit more, I guess, nuance to kind of feel for, uh, to empathize with. You could be easily annoyed by this character, but the fact that you can eventually kind of like, oh, you know, like, uh, yeah, that that's testament to a good performance, I think. Um, and then also beyond that, the animation. 
I didn't so much like the animation of the kids at first. It felt a little, it felt like they were cutting a, a couple corners here and there because it felt like they were focusing more on the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs look great individually. They move great. They look great. They're terrifying. They look more kind of like fully realized in this world. You know what I mean? They don't. So it's like the animation of the dinosaurs doesn't quite match the animation of the kids. They don't look like they're two beings kind of in the same world. But the dinosaurs themselves look great. When they move in packs and herds, you can kind of see the copy paste. They just kind of like they're evenly <laughs> spaced and they kind of like they have the same number of them all kind of scattered out on a field. So with the animation, I'll, I'll, I'll take it to task a little bit. But for the most part, overall, it was really solid. And uh, it I think that takes us into the action section here. Yeah. So the action on this, there is a decent amount yeah. of action in all eight episodes that you would imagine comes with consequences along with a title like oh, okay. Jurassic. <laughs> <laughs> well, just kind of as a part of the right. package of a Jurassic World right. franchise or an entry into that franchise. There is a lot of good action, and I'll say one of the things which is kind of good slash bad for me is that people die in this now, cartoon. Now, is that good or bad you, for you? you, you so <laughs> it's a good thing. Because it's realistic. That Yeah, it's a good thing that people die because stuff goes... I no, I know. That. Like, from yeah, the I mean, franchise, I'm yeah. just giving you a hard time. Like, from the franchise itself, like, it was meant as a, a like, take this seriously. These are, these are, like, carnivorous animals or just giant animals that could just stomp on you at any given moment. Right. It's a dangerous place. And I'm, I'm yes. with you, I'm glad that the cartoon at least kind of honored that. Like, yeah, this is still a very dangerous place to be. It's extremely yeah. dangerous. A lot of things do not go well. <laughs> For all eight for the adults mostly, yeah, yeah, for the adults mostly, <laughs> but for the most part, it's completely ignored. Yeah. These kids are, in some cases, watching gruesome acts that are happening, and they're like moving yeah. on. That's sort of the the impression that I got is that you you see at some point Ben walks past a jeep that has been flipped over that had people in it, and they are murdered. They are dino Now, to, to and... their credit, they don't show this on screen because it is still a kid's show. But it's almost like Correct. the uh, suggestion of it is almost worse than actually showing it on screen. Yeah. Because it's kind of like you'll see a dinosaur, like, I don't know, kick a car or whatever, and it'll flip and then kind of skid behind some bushes. And then the dinosaur will just kind of, like, jump onto the car and sort of, like, start tearing at it. And it's kind of distressing <laughs> because you don't really know what's going on but you obviously know what's happening and then to see these kids sort of react to it but not really have any real reactions or just be like we need to get the f out of here like this is not a safe place to be uh, they just kind of move from one station to the next without uh without any real consequences that was a little weird yeah so you bring up two okay. great points about this is just you know very er one is just kind of the the harbor tour aspect of this cartoon now that we're kind of moving into yeah, yeah. bad and the other part of it is just the like the the risk or the consequence when i started watching this i immediately messaged dave after the first <laughs> right. episode and i said these kids yep. are all dead yep. right they, you know like eight episodes in these kids are there's no way bold choice. that they could make it through all right. of this these kids are dead they were they were almost dead in the yep. first episode in terms of what's happening i'm like there's no way that they can make seven more let alone of this more seasons without these yeah without these kids just being dead this yeah. is crazy so that that like we talk about the risk and the consequence of a lot of the things that are there 
So understood. I, I get it. it. It's there are very challenging things. These kids are put in fun yet challenging situations yeah. that they need to overcome. The thing that I mentioned about the Harbor yeah. tour, if you're not familiar with that Please. idea or that concept is that really kind of in many cases, the, the consequence or sort of, again, the fun kind of things that they get thrown into that they have to overcome feels like it is. If you've ever been like on a, the, the Disney um, ride, and I'm, I'm wow, I can't like Pirates of the Caribbean or the, any any of the water yeah, kind of rides, of like or like the Disney Jungle the Disney cruise whatever, ship, yeah, yeah. Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Thank you. So if you're on the Jungle Cruise with the Rock and you you're coming on coming to theaters maybe path, in 2021, maybe who knows? So you're you're on that path where you're just kind of going yeah. down, uh, and you're, you're you're observing all of these things and they're happening around you, but there's you know little to no consequence about what's happening. You're just kind of seeing some of the greatest hits along sure. the way. That's what some of this cartoon felt like is they wanted to say, hey, remember all the cool stuff from all of the five movies and then all of the really hard <laughs> video games that Sean right. played when he was a kid? Well, we're don't worry. We're going to show them to you and we're going to recap over and over again. And so it, it's very hard because this show is called Camp Cretaceous. There's little to know. And I, I went to camp as a kid. I went to like a sleepaway camp. There's almost no camp stuff <laughs> no. in this it cartoon. Literally, it like is, spoiler alert, gets their camps, uh, quote unquote, pretty much get destroyed early on. <laughs> like they're not in it very long until their camps are destroyed, so they have to kind of go on the run. Yeah. And so then, once they're yeah. on the run, this is where you you kind of get a little bit of a harbor tour before they go right. on the run. But then after they're on the run, it is straight. Here's a thing. Here's a thing. Here's the thing. But it almost turns and into like a the... horror movie at that point too, because it's like, there's like a, yeah. a killer loose in the park that's trying to kill them. Then there's multiple Dave, ones. Yeah. There are, there are hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of, of killers, killers that are and loose. six kids <laughs> and two <laughs> adult counselors. This is just Jurassic murder it really world is, is what it, they've It takes into. a turn maybe halfway through and it goes from being a sort of like, learn about dinosaurs and have fun at camp to like, you need to run for your life and do anything, make weapons, just just get out then <laughs> no one's coming to help you yeah it really does take a weird turn i, I want to talk about the harbor tour real quick yeah. i like the idea that they did this because i do want to see everything that's from the franchise um do i do know? i do but i want there to be consequences and i think that's my main sticking point sure. is that there's not really consequences so it's like yeah we stopped by the lagoon and we almost died um there's no real consequences beyond that, except that they survived and moved on to the next thing. So yeah, it did kind of feel like they were just making stops along the way and not really stopping for the most part to think about and talk about and discuss all the insanity that had happened. And, and it's not that they're not trying to find a way out. They desperately are, but it, it doesn't feel quite earnest with the exception of one episode, um, which I think I actually should have talked about in the last section, but I'll save that for a little bit. Uh, I'd also just want to say, uh, rides like Jungle Cruise and Pirates of the Caribbean scare the crap out of me. I I hate water rides, even if they're meant for babies. I hate water rides like that because being in a boat where I'm trapped on a moving track and I don't know how deep the water is, even if I even if I get out of the boat and it's like up to my knees at most, and I don't know what's in there, even if I've ridden that ride like 50 times, it terrifies me. There's a local ride here called Monster Mansion that uh, uh, my girlfriend absolutely loves, and I'm pretty sure it's the devil's work. Like it's, it's possessed by the spirits of the dead. And, uh, if you'll come on down to six flags, Atlanta, get onto monster mansion and tell me that it's not possessed by evil forces. I dare you. Wow. Well, if you, if you were to step yeah. out on pirates of yeah. the Caribbean, it's just Johnny Depp 
and he's just using it as like a like a lazy. Like murder. I said, terrified. He's just kind of hanging out. He's just yeah. hanging out. Like I said, terrifying all day long. It's terrifying. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, those terrifying. things scare me. The the lagoon sequence in this actually would have scared the crap out of me uh, because knowing that that thing is down there waiting for them. No, thank you. Oof. The pterodons, everything else I can deal with. That no, thank you. And, and, and the harbor tour yeah. that we have, you know, over over these eight episodes are there's some yeah. raptors. You get an Indominus Rex. You get a, a, a Carnotaurus. Yeah. You have a Mosasaurus, which is the large uh, aquatic dinosaur that's in that yeah. lagoon. You have Pteranodons. Then you have early stages. You have gyrospheres. You have those They're things fun. are fun. But again, it, it's, you know, it's the greatest hits of everything that you've seen in yes. other movies there's nothing that's really expanded or there's nothing that that is with new. the exception it's of the kind of tree houses i guess but not even really that much man yeah i mean sh- i guess you know but they get yeah, destroyed immediately. immediately and also it's a bad decision <laughs> it's a bad trillion dollar decision to make in the right. first place so they they go through you know and kind of show you all the things that you know and love so that again that you can look on them and say oh i remember that or that's cool or i'm kind of yeah, nostalgic, the nostalgic for that. stuff the member berries yep but again, for you, Dave, I think you bring up a great point: is that there's little to no consequences. None. It's just once they once they clear a level, it's they're on to the next thing, and and trying to craft to make weapons, yeah. you know, to fight whatever thing they're going to run into. I, I will say though, just to preface that, or not preface, since I'm saying it at the end, but there is the best episode I think of the series or of the season so far is episode seven, which is the penultimate one for this um, for a season, and it's called Last Day of Camp, which is a lie, but. It's great because it's unusual for cartoons to do this. You take all the characters, you put them in one place, almost like a bottle episode of a live action sitcom. You put them in one place and they actually have to have meaningful conversations with each other. This is where you hear about all the backstories. You hear about all the kind of like emotional hardships and conflicts that they've had. And they hash stuff out over why they do or don't get along. They patch up past disagreements and and go over like trust issues and why they have them or why they were complicated. There's a lot of really good stuff in that episode. And there's also some like pretty high emotional stakes that happen too. So that episode, yeah. I think if you get to that point, I mean, you're almost done with the season at that point, but if you get there and you're still on board with the show, then I think it's, it's worth your watch. If you get to that point and you're just kind of like, I don't want to deal with any of this, then this is not for you. But to me, that was a standout episode. Yeah. So I'm going to go one episode okay. further and I'm going to talk in this this is not spoilery, but just so you know, I, I'm going to read a little snippet that is the final monologue okay. for the final episode because I want to call BS on okay. this whole thing. All right, uh, and this is delivered from Darius as sort of a, a voiceover as they're kind of panning out for all the situations, and and it's the the culmination of all the consequences and all the things that have kind of happened or not right. happened at this point. And Darius just says, "We thought it'd be fun. Going to pause." Yeah, sure. You Everybody think so. thinks that these things sure. are going to be fun. Yeah. We thought it'd be safe. Are you Nobody kidding me? Nobody I guess they that. thought that if they were inviting kids out to this park that they were going to be like taken care of. Like you go to an amusement park and it's like, yeah, you expect to be like thrilled and chilled and scared, but you expect to be safe. Not so much like, with the, the dino zoo. But again, this is Jurassic True. World, which means that we've had one, two, and three in terms of the movie franchise to build off of, and those have all been trillion-dollar yeah. mistakes where people have yeah. died a lot. Yeah. <sighs> so we thought we'd be safe. I'm going to call BS okay. on this. We didn't realize the horror <laughs> waiting for us on the island. You brought back genetically engineered murder mm-hmm. machines. You know, fair. 
He goes on to then say the claws, the teeth, the screaming, so much screaming. Yeah, of course. That's, People died. Island should just be, yeah, this island should just be called Scream yeah, it's Island. Murder island. You know? Ah. Oh. Despite all the hardships, we'll never give up. We'll keep fighting. That's the promise we make every day that we get. We will survive. We will get home no matter what happens, no matter what this place throws at us next. None of us in this alone. And I think that that's good. Sure. I think it's I think it's a, it's a good sentiment to go out for season sure. 1 because as you mentioned this kind of the, the last day at camp episode just kind of uniting yep. them in in certain cases and kind of bringing the, them together to kind of help them understand but at the same time I, I hate to say this these are kids yep. that are on a murder <laughs> island where where they they have been dropped into a situation where this is this is above what most of them can yeah. handle, and they've 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 done a good job so far. But let's be very clear: a majority of this is. I also want to take issue with uh, Darius's last statement here. Now he doesn't know this, and I'm not going to get too spoilery here. But he says none of us are in this alone. A hundred percent. There's one character who's one billion percent on their own. <laughs> Maybe the other kids don't right. know that yet, so uh, I can't take them to task on that. But we, as viewers and adults, know that there's one character who's uh, in pretty bad shape. If you would think to yourself, man, this is like a, a no kid left behind kind of a camp. Oh, no. They will not, immediately not the leave you behind. Right. Every man they, for there himself. Have been moment, there have been moments that have been in yes. this where they're just like, oh, that person, we should just get rid of them and cut bait because the survival of the rest of the group is at and stake now. And I think now. that's one of the weirdest things is that some of these lives are very expendable. So it's sort of like the red shirts. Yeah. And they're like the adult caretakers with the exception of like two counselors <laughs> are just kind of like, mm, well. Somebody had to get eaten. You knew it was going to happen. So right. it was just Jerry and Ben over there. Why did I pick Ben and Jerry? Oh, I want ice cream. I don't know. Are I'm you hungry? very hungry. Talking about dinos okay. eating people. Makes me yeah, hungry. True. It, it, it's, it's interesting because in the way that they kind of end this yeah. season, it's clearly teed up for oh, a second season. Definitely. And there's a big part of me that, that thinks, what <sighs> are they going to turn this into next? Is this... A Lord of the Flies slash Castaway situation that they've created for themselves, and and I mean, I guess that that's fun, but at the same time, I, I it, it, it's challenging. Sure. It's challenging because you've worked eight episodes and you you've finally gotten that backstory that you want. They've patched up a bunch of stuff. Some people have gotten left behind, so there are some consequences to yeah. kind of their actions that they've taken at this point. But but it's 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 interesting. You know, you you kind of go out on this this note of just we're going to overcome these things. You have almost died. If there's eight episodes, you've probably almost died twice every least, episode, yeah. if yeah, not more. Definitely. In different you ways. Know? Yeah. That's, that's 16 possibilities that you should not be on and this that's planet. The thing. In this it's cartoon. not only just the dinosaurs that are going after them. There are like uh, treacherous hazards of the environment that they're in because this environment was right. not meant for humans to kind of like thrive in. You've got murder machines that are going to either step on you or just outright eat you. But you've also got there's like electrical hazards and water hazards and mudslides and volcanoes and all kinds of stuff that's going on. So these kids are way in over their heads. Here's one of the biggest challenges in Jurassic World to yep. begin with. Doors. <laughs> Dinosaurs can use them. Humans <laughs> rarely can. It's kind of an interesting yeah. paradox there. <laughs> it's uh it's it's crazy to think that like doors end up being one of the biggest yep. challenges in this entire series. <laughs> well, even though in the franchise, even. Yeah, They're more treacherous sure. for it, humans than they are for dinosaurs, yeah. 
it's 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 crazy to think that, that a door <laughs> is gonna be the biggest challenge that these kids are gonna have for a majority of i these will say though that i'm actually excited to see what they do in season two because i want to see how they kind of get out of this or how they if they've written themselves into a corner or if they've just set it up that there's some really interesting stuff that they do or if it just gets bonkers like they had just have somebody come in and like rescue them and then all of a sudden it, it completely pivots to something else. Like it has to be a dinosaur rescue mission or it has to be, there are other people that trapped was Jurassic on, Park 3. but that's what I'm saying. Like they could just take that and right. do the continued Harbor tour and just kind of revisit right. stuff they've done earlier. So that'll determine right. whether or not it, I'm, I'm on board with season two. Yeah. I know it, it, I'm worried about just the rehash. I kind of like want to get to the point where Darius is just like taking the blood of a Raptor he just killed and just like smearing it on his eyes. And then he puts like a Raptor claw on the end of a, a stick and then he's just like the new fighter. And it becomes Kipo oh, in the Age of the Wonder Yeah, exactly. It's Kipo. Yep. yep. <laughs> that's what I was like, where have I seen that before? Oh, Kipo. You, that's Wolf. Yeah. It's Wolf, wolf in, Kipo. in Kipo. Again, another dream Exactly. So but I'd be it, kind yeah. of okay with that. Be kind yeah. of okay with and then if it com- becomes Dino Riders, I mean, Who how can I not that? be on board? If it becomes fast in the Dinos. Sure, cool Dinos, Furious, Dinos, something. We'll workshop it. I mean, It'll they? be fine. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. We'll, we'll, Furious we'll, we'll Rex. committee the ben, hell out of see this. See how easy that was? Oh, Furious, Guys, yeah, perfect. Guys, we got this. Easy. Give us a trillion dollars. Because <laughs> we're going to make mistakes. <laughs> so that's all I think I have. I think that the final the final note that I have about yeah. that is that there's no theme song for this. Yeah. It's it's really just a, a long wind-up to what Dave is pointing to behind him, which is the Camp Cretaceous Jurassic World the sort of gates. Uh, entrance yeah. gates, yes. And it just kind of comes through it, and then a dinosaur busts out, and it kind of just roars for a minute, and that's it. It, it's, it feels like a 30-minute buildup to nothing. <laughs> it's pretty long, yeah. And, yeah, it was... I, I could have... If there had been a skip button, yeah. I would have hit. You guys skip will be able to, and uh, you're not missing anything if you skip intro on this one. We were not right. able to, <laughs> but you yeah, guys we're can. not able to. I li- I liked so, it first because it was sort of like we got the Universal logo, and then we get the gates, and it's like, oh, cool. And then the gates open. I thought it was going to lead into like check out Camp Cretaceous, and here's like the layout, and here's the treehouse, and here's our own little blueprint. No, it's just a T Rex in your face, just roaring at you. So the first time I was like, okay, cool. It's kind of King Kongy. I like that throwback. Uh, it's obviously Jurassic Parky, but as an intro theme, mm, that's fine. Hit skip intro. You'll be fine on that. We're going to yeah. change the theme of this podcap to just podcap podcast to just podcast? skip intro <laughs> and whether you should skip an skip intro it. or not. It's going to be a 30 second podcast and yes or no questions. And it's not a bad qualification to be able to it's throw not. in here. So I want to turn over Please. to LOLs. Any other bads that you I don't have? think so. Again, maybe a, a, a nod to the pacing of it. Because when you're introduced, I feel like a lot of people, especially older uh, audiences like us, you may just want to check out after that first episode or two. Because you're just like, all right, I see the tropes. I see what they're doing. It's not super interesting yet. Um, it feels a little forced. But I'll say that uh, Darius's relationship with his family gets a lot better. Each of the individual kids' relationships with each other and their backstories are really compelling and actually really well thought out. So stick with it if you're just kind of liking liking it in general. Um, but I'll save the rest for recommendation. So pacing issues aside, yeah. Okay. Right. So for LOLs, it all came <laughs> down to Ben. It's pretty much just Ben. It, all of them, all of yeah, them are Ben. Good job, Sean. Uh, all, all of them are related yeah. to Ben. His belly yep. bag... His little hip sack little that he pack. has with him just has ev- his yeah. little fanny pack has everything in it. I love him pulling out yeah. snacks, him pulling, which that's very 
I hate to say it, that's very me. My my wife carries like a Nutrigrain bar or something on her when we go out. I get hangry mm. every now and then. There's a very Snickers moment where she's just like, you're not acting like yourself. Here's something. Go sit down. And, and have a and, calorie. And yeah. it helps. I appreciate it. So uh, seeing Ben kind of go through some of that, especially with like the, the Purell yeah. and his hands. His endless supplies of juice boxes. I love it. And that... <laughs> that like, that actually was a funny moment as well. Is that they're they're in that episode yep. seven? They are toasting and they are using carrot yep. juice. And I don't know if anybody has. I've been a, I've been a big are you a juicer, vegetable yeah. juice person. Are you a V eight uh, guy? Guess, not that we're sponsored. I'm not I can never do V eight and I can't do I mean, tomato just, juice. It is just it's I can't do it. Which is hard because I love I love tomatoes, but there's something about the the V eight and the acidity yeah. there that kind of is a little bit of a turnoff yeah. for me every once in a while. I will try it. I'll, I'll drink it, but I'm not, not going to be happy about it. Yeah, I'm not a big exactly. fan of it. Yeah. But they, they have carrot juice that they're drinking out of juice boxes and everybody's making a face except right. for Ben. Who's loving it again. A very enjoyable moment. I've recently juiced carrots. They're <laughs> delicious. Very good. They're, they're very, very good. Yeah. They're very good. They're yeah. very sweet. Uh, so, you know, if you mix it with, uh, you know, with anything else, I've mixed some recently with beets. I've mixed some with Vodka? ginger. Uh, add a, add a, actually, no, <laughs> Uh, put a put a little bit of lemon in there. It's a flavor enhancer yeah. for everything. It's like salt of the vegetables, fruit and vegetable sure. world. It it brings look up for everything. the Saturday morning cartoons uh, juice handbook. <laughs> I wouldn't mind making like themed juice drinks for each episode that we watch. Oh, look for okay. three on episode yeah. three hundred. We'll come out with three hundred recipes, one for each cartoon that we came oh up with. God. The first one's gonna be awful because it's Turbo Teen and it's just gonna be yeah, put ten W forty motor and just drink it straight <laughs> if you're a champion. Mm. I think my final yeah. LOL for all of this was the zipline sure. scene that we had at one point. And it's probably only because within the last two years is the first time I went ziplining. Oh, nice. And so there definitely is that moment where when you are kind of like halfway out where you kind of have that like, oh, no, what am mm -hmm. I doing moment? And then thankfully, momentum, gravity yeah. and momentum kind of takes you it's forward. It's that first step, it's man. That's just kind of like, even if you watch people go ahead of you, it's that first step still that's just kind of like, Ooh. and then after that, you you are not in control of anything, so it doesn't matter, but yeah. That that whole sequence that they, they put together was, was yeah. fun. I enjoyed all of that. So that, that made me, that made me laugh, especially the resolution yes. of that, which I won't spoil, but it's, it's very early on. I think it's like episode okay, three. Yeah. So you'll, you'll get into it. Pretty no, there's quickly. a lot of funny stuff right. throughout, but it's, there wasn't a whole lot of like, LOL, like there weren't a lot of standout right. jokes or moments, but it is pretty solid humor throughout uh, because the kids, they have different characteristics. They complement each other well. So when a character annoys everybody else for whatever reason, or if they do something that's just kind of like, oh, that's so Kenji, you know, like some of that stuff is kind of funny, <laughs> but I, the dark humor, I think, which I don't think I was supposed to laugh at. So like when a, when a red shirt caretaker or counselor just gets like eaten off screen yeah. i laugh because it's completely insane that this is happening and no one is commenting on it or if they are they're just moving on to the next scene that's pretty grisly but that's kind of what i like so it made me laugh yeah okay little little exploration into david oh that moment, i think you guys so. know that by now yeah there, there. there's still nothing funnier than when the lawyer gets eaten uh in jurassic park when he was on the on, on the, the toilet. toilet exactly yep yep it's very fitting so we're now at the end. <laughs> Anything else that you want to talk about, Dave, before we get into our I don't think so. I'm good to jump into Rex if you are. How do they work, though? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So our Rex work, we can recommend a cartoon and we can tell you exactly why we think it's a good investment of your time. 
We can also not recommend a cartoon. If we don't recommend a cartoon, we'll give you an explanation and we'll probably also make a, a recommendation of something else that you yeah. should watch to kind of get into. If we don't recommend a cartoon and we really don't <laughs> like that tune, we can go one step further and we can give it the dip. Yes, the dip from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. We can dunk that cartoon, give it the old dip, and then it erases it from the annals of cartoon right. history in terms of how we talk about it on this show. You might be asking yourself, have you dipped cartoons? Go back within at least the this last year month. This year has been stuff, brutal so. for the dip. Dip. I think it's because we're getting into a lot of like crappy bottom of the barrel cartoons. We're just dip and everything left and right. Yeah. Or just Netflix is getting real sloppy in terms of what they're Not releasing. Too. So happens. But for Jurassic yeah. World, Camp Cretaceous, Dave, how are you feeling? Where do you land? On yeah, I'll show? come straight out with a recommendation because I think that this show, if you have a kind of background and a, and a love for anything and all things Jurassic Park, this is a great kind of uh, addition to that franchise. It's definitely kid focused, so it's it's younger skewing, but it keeps a lot of those things for better or worse from the franchise itself that you kind of know and love. So yeah, there may be a little bit of a, a harbor tour to it, but you also get to see all the things that you kind of hoped and expected to see. I'm hoping that future seasons will, like Sean mentioned, add some new mythology and bring something a little bit new to it. But honestly, it's these characters that I think are worth watching this series for. If you can stick with them, it takes a little while for them to get going to really kind of get to know the characters and to get to know each other. But the payoff is really, really good. I'm really excited to see what they do with season two. Uh, we'll see how that is when and if it comes out. But yeah, I'd say definitely go check this out. You'll know within a couple of episodes if you're really on board or if you need to kind of maybe let it sit and cool for a little bit. But for, for my personal opinion, I say check it out. What about you? I'm a recommend okay, as well. I wasn't well. sure if you would be. And yeah, it, it, yeah it, it's interesting because as I was watching this and texting Dave, and we were having a quick chat back yeah. and forth about this, his recommendation was just sit with it and, and make it through the first <laughs> season. Thing that I like, this season is only yes, eight episodes. It's like less than four so hours. So it's not like yeah. you're... Right, so you're not making a huge investment in terms of time for a cartoon, and you're getting a relatively, I'll say a relatively complete story for season yeah. one with some cliffhangers. And, you know, there's even, if you stay past that Darius monologue that I mentioned, you get a little bit of a mm -hmm. stinger for kind of what you can expect for, for season yeah. two uh, in, in terms of what's going to happen. So I am interested i think for some of the same reasons that you mentioned dave i'd like to see where this kind of goes to i would love and, and the characters regardless of the amount of time that it took for them to ramp up i think are still yeah. interesting i'm curious about the resolution of their and story bumpy. and kind of and bumpy we didn't talk about Bumpy's bumpy. great bumpy's a mascot our, our fun little our fun our little, fun dino little not quite symmetrical dinosaur but love exactly. it exactly so I, i'm curious to kind of see where this goes and where this yeah. ends if this goes beyond a season two, I will be frustrated. <laughs> this this seems like it has this show sounds this show to me feels like it has four episodes left. Really? Max, and then I'm and then I'm I'm cool with just closing the book on it. Uh, I, I don't know that it's going to have more. And I, I feel like if they go another eight episodes, it's going to be another harbor tour of the park again, which guess what? You just did a damn harbor tour so yeah what's left that's I, a good question like we've seen yeah, pretty much everything that, that, that's my big that's my biggest yeah. thing is that like we've had all the greatest hits so what are you are they gonna do like you know uh like dino fights at some point in this is this gonna be like dino uh you know i could say the same actually, thing 
What did you want that? You want to watch Dino UFC? That's basically the plot of dinosaurs. Um, (laughs) I would have said the same thing about Jurassic World, though, when that came out. I'm like, we've already done this. We don't really need to see more. But it's clear that, I mean, I still think I was right, that we didn't need to see more. But clearly, millions of people around the world still want more from this. So I think there's there could right. be interesting story to mine if they really focus on the character dynamics and relationships. They could have something there. They just need to do something a little new, a little fresh. Maybe bridge Fallen Kingdom to Dominion somehow. Give us a little tease of what's to come. Something. But yeah, we need a little bit more on the uh, the mythology front. The but the characters are great, yeah. including Bumpy. Or just or just the the why. The sure. why we keep going back to this park <laughs> and continue to constantly have and, and and you you might you might be saying well Sean I mean they've made you know they've probably made over a billion oh, dollars you, on this well more than that yeah 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 they made and a like, ton and Not I get trillion, that but... I get that money like money they talks haven't made podcast in these situations. Money yet, but they're doing yeah. okay <laughs> slow yeah. down Dave um, what do you mean so <laughs> yeah it, but like we just we keep going back and getting a rehash of the same thing over and yeah. over again there needs to be something. That's new or interesting. And if it's the relationships and the dynamic of these kids, I'm curious right. about that. That's that could be enough to keep me going. Is like the bioluminescent dinosaurs that we saw at one point, I don't know. Is that gonna keep me coming back for more? Great. You got black light yeah. dinos. I, I don't I that's don't really the weird care. like genetic I mean, it's a cool, it's a cool enhancement shot. mess around. Yeah, it's a cool thing to add in an animated show. And may who knows, maybe they'll pop up, maybe they have in the movie version, but it's stuff like that that is kind of like cool you made like creepy crawlers but you you made the glow in the dark edition like uh, it's the same bug in the same mold you just added phosphorescent dye to it like i don't really care that much yeah. it's a good toy it's <laughs> the first thing that came to mind yeah, but it's like great. yeah stuff like that's that perfect. is fine but again to me it comes back to the characters and and hopefully they do a good job they do a, a good service for these yeah. characters because it's a good setup right I think we got four. We got four episodes left in us it. for this show, and then just that's it. That's <laughs> so we'll it. see you at three hundred. I think that's by the cookbook. You know, maybe maybe do an epilogue, and it's a five, and we make it a baker's dozen. We make Jurassic Bakery, and then it's just close the book on this show. I don't. Good. I don't know that it's going to have much above and beyond yeah. that. We'll see. So, well, that's that's our recommendation. Yeah. We're saying go and check it out. Obviously, with. The, the cautionary tale of you might have to struggle through a couple episodes in order to get there, but the payoff is fun yes. and enjoyable. As we mentioned, there's a lot of action. There's a lot of things that you're going to remember, recognize that are interesting. And it does kind of shift tones from like, Hey, you're at a camp to like, Hey, you're in a horror yep. movie. And that is it fun. really does. So it does. It does have those caveats. So that's it. That's it that's for it. Jurassic world camp Cretaceous man. Yeah. You heard him on this episode, <laughs> our friend Bobby Anthem. You can hear him on his Paranormal Podcast, Inhuman Experience, with his co-host Bobby Blades. You can also find him on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast. And Bobby has a solo show, In Search of My Lost Soul, that's in the exact same stream as Inhuman Experience. 100% worth the listen. You can find that show, Inhuman Experience, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all those places. Dave? Mostly the same old stuff, bud. You can still find me over at Collider.com where I'm editor for the games and animation segments. I'm also a brand new Twitch affiliate. uh, So you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash drclawmd. You can also chat me up on Twitter at drclawmd. And if you're the reading sort and don't want to talk to anybody, just like me, you can read The Science of Breaking Bad from MIT Press, available on Amazon, coming soon to a big screen near you, maybe featuring meth dinosaurs. I don't know where I was going with that. What's new with you, bud? Oh, boy. Heisen, 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 yeah, that's good. Heisen Rex. Uh, Dinoberg. Dinoberg's good too. Yeah, Yeah. that works. 
We'll work it out. We'll workshop it. He is the dino that knocks. With his tiny arms. Thank you. What's new with you? Well, (laughs) same old, same old. I do live improv comedy in Washington, D.C. with a group that's called Knox. How Mm -hmm. does that work during current pandemic? Man, we do them over Facebook Live or YouTube Live. So you can check it out there. You can find tickets and times. All these shows are free. WitDC.org. Enjoy them in the comfort of your living room. You don't have to go anywhere. You can also check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Paul Ellis. If you are a listener of the show, reach out, say hello. I will follow back. I'm not a weirdo. I'll have a conversation. I promise. And you can also check out my improvised comedy podcast that is called The Bureau. Yes, The Bureau, like the FBI, like the Federal Bureau of Investigation. It poses the question, what do four people who work at the FBI who suddenly decided that they wanted to start a podcast sound like? It is a 100% improvised comedy podcast that we do with friends that have been on the show, such as Isabel Galbraith, Jamal Newman, and our friend Jesse Chimes. Check it out anywhere that you listen to podcasts, The Bureau. Want to support you. us? You are too kind. One trillion dollars. You can go, yeah, one trillion dollars, which you can donate on our <laughs> Patreon. You can go to Patreon and you can search Saturday Morning Cartoons. Just remember, morning with a U. Uh, tell a friend. It's probably easier than trying to figure out Apple iTunes and what their recommendation yeah. engine is. That's fine. We've been doing this for a long time that we feel that we have enough episodes that a friend is probably going to say, I remember this one cartoon with a dinosaur <laughs> in it. Sean has probably recommended that we, we talk it. about it at yep. some point. You can check us out on Twitter. Slide into our DMs at Morning Tunes. Just remember that's Morning With You. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook, Saturday Morning Cartoons. Drop us an old-fashioned email, SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. You can also find all of these links in the link tree, which is in the bio for all of our social media sites, which is how you can recommend mm-hmm. a cartoon via Google Form, or as you've seen on recent episodes, such as Defenders of the Earth, you can call in and leave a message or include it in the show. We love hearing from you. And as always, you can listen to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere fine podcasts are sold. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. And we're just going to, I guess, you know, Dave, uh, I just, I opened up this, uh, this dino chocolate and had a golden ticket to be able to go <gasps> we, Do you get a plus world. one? Yeah, I got Is a plus it, one. You're you not going to take your wife to be murdered on an island? <laughs> Not taking anybody to get murdered on this. I island, would give Dave. that this is gonna to be, somebody. This is gonna be a different experience. This time, this time's the ch- it'll be third different. Time's the charm. We're going to the moon. Going to Look, the moon. Look, if if they say I can ride a dinosaur with freaking lasers on its head, I'm in. Let's okay. Go. Well, I feel like you're gonna be upset, but let's still go let's check go it out. Anyway. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll See you on Murder week. Island. Hey everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.